Quince is a UX patterns explorer. UX is user experience for the three people in the world who don't know that. <laughs> Welcome to Pixelate Radio. On the web at getpixelated.com. That's getpixel, the number eightedcom Now, here's your host, Craig Shoemaker. Design patterns are everywhere. And traditionally, we think of code and architecture, but even UX patterns are all the rage. Well, today we're delivering on all fronts with a triple pack show. First, I'm going to introduce you to two Pixelate videos on how to implement Model View View Model in Silverlight and WPF. Then we're talking to Ambrose Little about the emergence of Quince, a UX patterns explorer sure to provide hours of inspiration. For links to all the media, check out getpixelated.com slash shows slash patterns. All right, well, before we get too far into things, I want to I want to mention something here. Have you heard of Bitster? Well, actually, have you heard of the 10K contest? It's something that they're doing over at the Mix uh, website where you build a Silverlight application that's under 10K at file size. And uh, they had the, the contest to see who could come up with something that was the most original or most... Uh, novel or, or whatever, just the, basically the, the best application. And our, our friend of the show, Mr. Grant Hinkson, came in as a runner-up in the contest. And his, uh, his little application is called Bitster. And what you do is you upload a, uh, a bitmap and it creates like a, a kind of a pixelated, <laughs> pixelated m- kind of marquee, it's sort of like a, a light bright or bright light or whatever that was when you were kids. It's, uh, it's got a really cool effect to it. Um, what I like that it's the, the neat part about it is you can, it, it doesn't just do this to an image, but you can upload your own image and it'll, it'll parse it out and do it that way. It's gotta be like a, a bitmap or, or something that it reads. Um, but it's cool. So congratulations grants, um, that you beat out a lot of really good submissions. So that's, that's definitely a good thing. So I want to talk about these, these screencasts, these video casts that, um, are accompanying this show. So Basically, with this podcast, um, you know, this is the audio portion. We'll talk a little bit about the videos. Um, we have our interview with Ambrose. But a lot of the meat of what I'm releasing is these, these video screencasts um, that I had with, with two guys who knew how to implement model view view model really well. So on the Silverlight front, we have Tim Hewer, and for WPF, we have Josh Smith. And Josh has been writing furiously about model view view model. He even had an article published in MSDN lately. So these were definitely the guys to go to. So what I want to do is stop here for a minute and just give you a little taste of, of what you can expect in the videos. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, the model view view model pattern, which is uh, seems to be increasingly popular to discuss in, in the world of XAML applications, both WPF and Silverlight. I think it's fairly new in in Silverlight just because obviously Silverlight's uh, a little bit younger um, with regard to WPF but nonetheless it's something that's uh, people are showing great interest in and um, I think it's good to good to talk about it. The one thing that I, I I think it's confusing for a lot for developers is you know when we start talking about patterns are these the definitive patterns right I mean are these the only ways you can do certain things and I you know I been doing Microsoft development in the web world for about 13 years now and I've, I've learned over that time there's more than one way to skin a cat right there's no there's no disciple of, of only one way to do things so I really do think it's important to point out that this is a pattern right MVVM is a pattern model view controller is a pattern model, model view presenter is a pattern these are all options to developers that are you know are choices for you to pick of you know what's gonna best fit your application so 
Now, each video is over an hour long. And so we really take you step by step. When I contacted the guys, um, I gave them basically the, the same uh, objective. So each video is implementing a quiz. Now they go about it a little bit different um, in, in building it out, but for, for all intents and purposes, you get to see sort of apples to apples what it's like building an application in Silverlight using Model View View Model and in WPF using the pattern. Um, so I think they're really gonna be a, a good addition to the space, so I hope you get a chance to check them out. Please go to getpixelated.com slash shows slash patterns and you'll have links over to those videos. Now something that I've, I'm excited about where I've been spending a lot of time um, building up content is for the Infragistics community site. And so we're, we're launching a new site. Um, we're gonna have new videos and articles and blog posts and, and all kinds of good stuff. So there's gonna be a lot of activity going on over there. What's nice about what we're building over there is that what you can learn and the resources that you can pull from aren't just about um, what you can build with Infragistics controls. I know a number of the videos that I've done, it shows you how to implement design patterns and shows you how to do things that you'd wanna do, whether or not you were using any, any sort of controls. So uh, the community site is going to be up next week. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for community.infragistics.com. Another infragistics project that I want to talk about is Quince. Now, here on Pixelate, the, the goal of this podcast is to contribute to the development community. So we're featuring Quince, and even though it's a project of infragistics, if it wasn't, I would still wanting to be talking to the guys who built this. Because it's it's a user experience patterns explorer, and there's a lot of great content. Number one, it's free that uh, that you can go and find out, and it's just design patterns. It's just like you'd think of if you were you were looking at some of the design patterns in your code. It's not really proprietary information. It's just ways that people have, have approached things. But not only is there a lot of great content at the site, but the guys in the development team just did a stellar job of implementing this uh, Silverlight application. I mean, this is a, a rich internet application done right. We'll talk about it in the interview, but I was just impressed by the way they, they pulled things together uh, as far as keeping the URL updated as you uh, go through the site embedding HTML in the, the Silverlight components of, of the website and, uh, you know, handling state and, and uh, many of these, these design issues that you deal with when you're building a, any sort of RIA, but particularly in, in Silverlight. So I wanted to talk to someone about what you can find over at Quince and dig into a little bit on what it took to, to build it. So let's welcome in one of our resident experts on user experience, Mr. Ambrose Little. So Quince is a UX patterns explorer. UX is user experience for the three people in the world who don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's design patterns. So it's kind of like the same thing that you deal with when you're talking about like the gang of four or Fowler's enterprise, patterns of enterprise architecture. Same thing, uh, just applied to the UX space. So, uh, you know, it all originated back with Christopher Alexander and his uh, work, The Timeless Way, and then the pattern language and he's been continuing that in the real world you know physical architecture space but uh, the people you know in the software world latched onto it as a really good way to kind of formalize and talk about best practices in the design space. So how did this project come about for, for Infragistics? 
Well, it's been in the, the works for quite a while, actually. Um, there, you know, we, we didn't invent the idea of UX or UI design patterns, per se. There's a number of libraries out there, but um, we kind of felt like both with design patterns, you know, like in the software space and in the, in the UI and UX design space, they're all just kind of like little monolithic things out there in the world, you know, like a website here and a website there that has a few patterns and some of them overlap and whatever. And they're all very basic, you know, like hierarchical categorization for the most part. So the, the kind of like the idea that we had with Quince was to make patterns themselves more usable. And when I say usable, I of course mean, you know, the, the formal usability concept, but more concretely that you would be able to actually use them in your daily work. And so we came up with about four different ways that you can find and browse patterns and explore them. So the four ways are searching, obviously keyword search, everybody has to have that. Um, then we have this idea that we call um, by uh, wireframe or by wireframe map, depending on how you talk about it. And the idea, it's kind of hard to just talk about it, you right. need to go check it out, but the idea is basically that we present a, kind of like a stereotypical wireframe and within that we we put the patterns you know visually where they would probably show up in a stereotypical wireframe so the idea is there kind of is is twofold one is that you can you, you maybe you already know where you know it is maybe you think oh this is a login so usually those are in the top right you know login status or something like that so maybe you would look up in the top right of a wireframe for that kind of a pattern so there's that idea so it's a wireframe of of an actual page and then you can click on areas of it to to find patterns that might be appropriate for it yeah yeah that's exactly it and uh and the other idea is just that you might find patterns you know so like maybe you had a specific pattern in mind uh, that you sort of thought was in, say, the left side of a screen, you know, in a sidebar, you know, for lack of a better word. And you look there and, hey, you know, there's a pattern maybe you didn't know about, you didn't think about using instead of the one that you had in mind. And so it's also a way to kind of discover new things. So that's one of the views. The other one is what we call by tag relations. And it's kind of a uh, tag cloud, v-next, as it were, you know. And so the idea is that we have the benefit of the tag cloud, which is showing you the tags, and giving you an idea of how many patterns are are tagged by each tag, you know, in a relative sizing of the little bubbles. But the bubbles are actually also connected by uh, little graphic network lines. So the idea is that if a pattern was tagged, say, navigation, but it was also tagged uh, browse or something like that, then you would see that connection visually on the screen. And so you can kind of explore uh, patterns that way through the relationships in their tagging. That's kind of like a mind map type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other way that we have is what we call by user task. And that one's very useful for you if, you if you're thinking from the user's perspective and you're saying, well, what is the user trying to achieve? Maybe they're trying to edit something or maybe they're trying to find something. And so you pick that from a, an accordion on the left side and then you see the different tags and the patterns that uh, apply to that particular task. And so, you know, you can find stuff that way as well. And of course, we also have the basic, you know, all patterns view, which you can do faceted search and filtering by by choosing tags and or alphanumeric filtering as well. So it, when a developer is looking at building something out and let's say that they just have some wizard feature or something that they're working on, I mean, do, do they use Quince by going up and, and just being able to search on these and then finding inspiration for different patterns that have been uh, put out there? So, I mean, you know, how's the how will they use it? Okay. Yeah, so it's something like that. I mean, you would be... 
not maybe you're not sure that of what you need to do for a particular part of the user interface or experience or maybe you you think you know and maybe you've designed something and you just kind of want to make sure you've checked all your you know checked off all the things that you need to be thinking about so the parts of the patterns themselves are there's a textual element which is this stereotypical design pattern format of problem solution context rationale context context <laughs> rationale um, and uh, implementation, and then there are a bunch of examples. So you can use all these things in a different way. Probably the best way is like you get there and you look and you see, okay, does this pattern match my problem that I'm trying to solve? If so, yeah, then maybe you can move to the, you know, seeing the solution statement, which is a very brief statement of basically what the pattern does mm -hmm. or what you do in order to, to use the pattern. And then there's further information. So the context, context gives you the... Uh, kind of the extra information to validate that yes this pattern actually makes sense in my particular context it's like kind of when you should use it and when not to and then uh, the rationale gives you a deeper understanding not only of how to do the pattern but why it works so you know as you kind of read through these and you imbibe this information it actually helps you to become a better designer and a better uh, you know developer in the sense that you will start to understand why things are certain ways and you'll actually make better you know decisions even without referencing this stuff and then uh, the implementation itself is just a simple textual guide that says you know hey these are the things you need to think about and here's what you need to do in order to implement the pattern and the last bit of it are, or the first bit depending on how you come at it <laughs> are the examples and those are actual you know real concrete implementations of that pattern that you can look at and both get inspiration for what you need to do but also kind of get uh, a better sense of the of the pattern itself just by seeing it you know represented in, in different ways visually and those can uh, help you in, in your efforts to to implement it and of course where possible we've identified you know if a pattern is if, if it's impl implemented by third parties like in Phrygistics then you know we try to identify that so that you know you don't have to reinvent the wheel with the pattern maybe you can just go grab that control or something like that okay and I, I really like the the examples and the screenshots because usually there's there's more than one so you get a sense of how people have done it in different contexts which right. is nice yeah yeah there's that and then uh, we've also we you know one of the other things about a lot of the pattern libraries out there is that they're kind of closed you know, walled garden or whatever. This, we're trying to really encourage people, and this is an invitation, to come and participate. And actually, there's a few ways you can participate in Quince. One is the simplest way. You can just go and you can say, hey, I use this pattern. And so we have this idea that, you know, it's taken actually from Alexander, which is that the more a pattern is used, the more likely that it is a good pattern. I mean, it's not always true, but usually it is, because um, it wouldn't be successful and people would stop using it as the thinking, I think. Um, so when you, when you or us or somebody proposes a pattern, by default it has this kind of like no star. There are three possible stars. There's no star rating. And as so many people use it, say they're using it, you know, it'll gain stars up to two stars. And at that point we have this patterns council that we're building out uh, collaboratively with other uh, patterns, you know, people out in the industry. And the idea is that once it hits two stars or somewhere around there, we would review it and say, yeah, you know, put kind of like a gold stamp, and then that would get it its third star. So it's really kind of a confidence rating that this is a good pattern. Um, right now, most of the patterns have that because they're patterns that we have seen, uh, you know, elsewhere in other people's catalogs and things like that. So uh, we were mainly just trying to bring those in as a starting point for the conversation. 
And uh, so there's that, and then on how to improve it. So we have this section on the Pattern Explorer that says, you know, this could be better, and then you can say, hey, you know, so-and-so in this paper said this, or hey, what about that, you know, so whatever you want to suggest to make it better. And of course, probably one of the most common ways that people are going to want to participate is by sharing examples. And so you can simply say, I have an example, upload a screenshot, and provide a little description saying, hey, you know, this is how this you know, is implemented, this is what's interesting about this particular example in relation to the pattern and then provide a URL if it's if there is one, you know, as a citation. Now, a, a pattern is something that people have seen repeated over and over again, right? I mean, that's what makes a pattern. Absolutely. So how, how does an individual who's doing something know if it's something they should be submitting? I mean, how do they know if what they're looking at is a pattern or if what they're looking at is just uh, an approach that they came up with? All right. So probably the best way to do that is if you've seen it in multiple contexts, right? So if you've seen it on Amazon.com and Apple.com and your own particular website, there's a higher chance that that's a pattern and not someone's invention. It's a good distinction to make because if you if you feel reluctant to share your information, you think it's like intellectual property or something that is your secret sauce, chances are it's probably not a pattern yet, or maybe it is, but you don't know if other people are using it. But uh, in that case, you know, you would want to go out and see if you can find other examples of people using that pattern, you know, before you say that this is, you know, propose this pattern. It's not saying you can't propose something if you're not sure, but, you know, there's a greater chance if you've seen it in multiple places that, you know, it will be accepted and used by the community. Okay. Now, really, I see there being two sides to the story of Quince. You, you've got the whole idea of, of what it is in the content but it's also turning out to be a, a really successful, rich internet application. And what first struck me when, when I saw it was the fact that as you begin to go through this Silverlight application, really wherever you at, you're at, you have trackable URLs. I mean, I, I can look at a screenshot and, and take the URL and send it to someone in, in an email, um, and it'll take them back to the same spot as where I was at in the application. If I'm looking at like you're saying, the context and the description of a pattern that's serving up HTML content on top of uh, Silverlight elements. Um, tell us about what the evolution of the application was and, and what it was like building something that that's you know back button works and everything. And it, it's just it's a fully baked Rio. What, what was that like building it? Yeah. So uh, I have to give a shout out to the team that worked on this. Andres Aguiar. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, was the uh, the architect and the development manager and the, you know his team built out the actual you know did all the development I was the the designer and the interaction designer and the product manager so you know don't think that this is all my doing but basically the idea is there's two things there's the underlying thing which is actually a pattern we have called journal navigation and that's the idea that you would track what people are doing as they're doing it like the distinct things that people would think of as an actual step that they're taking Often, you know, like in terms of a browser, that would be going to a new page. But in terms of RIA and AJAX and that sort of thing, uh, you don't usually go to a new page when you do these kind of distinct things. So you have to manually track those and, and use the hashtags in the, in the browser bar in order to keep track of the application state as they're going through it. And so that's what we've done. We've, we've implemented journal navigation that way, and we're using that approach, which is, uh, you know, taking advantage of the built-in browser's capability to go back and forward and uh, navigate what people have done. 
And the side benefit of that is, like you point out, you can grab a URL pretty much at any point in the application and send that off, and someone will get to this essentially the same place you were. They won't have your history, but they will get to where you were. Cool. So if people want to check it out, where are they going to go? Quince. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot infragistics dot com. And if I have to spell infragistics, I'm sorry. but <laughs> <laughs> So who's, who's the fruit lover around here? Uh, that's... Well, quince would be, uh, uh, it's a fruit. It's good to point that out. I, I love quince jelly. And uh, in, in Spanish, it's actually called, uh, uh, let me see if I get this right, Mem- membrio. So uh, there's a, this, this thing called dolce de membrio. Again, if I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> and that's also apparently very tasty. So Andres likes that. So it was kind of a given, you know, that, that we like that. But it was building on top of our other our fruits pomegranate. like pomegranate and tangerine. So, uh, you know, just kind of carrying forward that theme. Cool. Right on. Well, thanks for being with us. Right. Thanks, Greg. I hope you do get a chance to check out Quince if you haven't seen it already. It's just, it, it really is one of those, those applications. It's just a delight to work with. Well, thanks a lot for checking out the show. I hope you get a chance to check out the videos because I think uh, the guys did a, a great job of presenting their, their information and hopefully shed some light on some patterns that are still kind of new to our space here. Well, thanks again. This is Craig Shoemaker, and I'll be talking to you soon. Pixelate Radio, on the web at getpixelated.com. That's get, pixel, the number eight, ed.com. All rights reserved, copyright 2008. Infragistics, powering the presentation layer. Infragistics.com.